Perhaps the best way to think of the sudden dynamic change that takes place in Christ's resurrection is as an explosion of light, an explosion of life, the manifestation of God's energy in the world, which tore the curtain of the temple in two, which raised the dead from the grave, which trampled down death, has returned to the earth. Then we joyously begin the Paschal Orthos, beginning with a proclamation through the hymn, which in a sense is the great hymn of the church, Christos Anesti Eknekron, Christ is risen from the dead, by death trampling down upon death, and to those in the tomb he has granted life. And we sing the Paschal Orthos and celebrate the divine liturgy which is always the divine liturgy, the very presence of the risen Christ in our midst, who said, where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there also. The Paschal Matins service is the climax of Holy Week. Shortly before midnight, the faithful arrive. The clergy have donned bright vestments and laurel leaves, an ancient symbol of victory, are strewn throughout the church. At midnight, all the lights in the church are turned off. The hall echoes with the silence and emptiness of the tomb. And so out of the sanctuary, in a darkened church, which gives us the impression of the world in darkness, awaiting to receive the light, the world chained to the fear of death, to this ultimate enemy, this ultimate indi uh, indignity that we must face. In the darkness of this, we await for the light. Suddenly, the priest emerges from the altar through the royal doors with a lit candle. All come forth and light their candles from the first candle. Carrying candles, the entire church processes to the front doors of the building. The priest cries out, Christ is risen, and all respond, truly he is risen. Now, this procession usually involves the entire congregation leaving the church to go out of the church, in other words, going out into the world for what purpose? To read the gospel, describing the event of the resurrection, to proclaim to the world that Christ is risen which is the central theme of the gospel. The congregation returns to the church and the joyous Paschal Matins and divine liturgy continue. The priest reads the profound opening passage of the gospel of St. John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The liturgy ends with the Paschal Sermon of St. John Chrysostom, a finale to the long journey.
ecstatic with joy it jubilantly proclaims the wonder and majesty of christ's resurrection and its meaning echoing the parable of the workers in the vineyard it makes clear that god's grace is bestowed without limit on everyone who comes whether they have been faithful throughout the fast or came at the eleventh hour for the table is richly laden fare ye royally on it to each proclamation of the destruction of death it is vexed. The faithful energetically respond, vexed, until the proclamation's dramatic crescendo. O death, where is thy sting? O Hades, where is thy victory? Christ is risen, and thou art annihilated. Christ is risen, and the evil ones are cast down. Christ is risen, and the angels rejoice. Christ is risen, and life is liberated. Christ is risen, and the tomb is emptied of the dead. For Christ, having risen from the dead, is become the firstfruits of those that have fallen asleep. To him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Following this exuberant climax, many parishes then indulge in a joyful breaking of the fast, feasting on meats, sweets, and other foods of celebration, and generally basking in the warmth of life, reborn. It is the day of resurrection. Let us be glorious in splendor for the festival, and let us embrace one another. Let us speak also, O brethren, to those that hate us, and in the resurrection let us forgive all things. And so let us cry, Christ is risen from the dead, by death trampling on death, and has bestowed life to those in the tombs. For the next 40 days, believers will salute each other with this greeting and response. Christ is risen. Truly he is risen. This is the holy and chosen day, the first of Sabbaths, the mistress and queen, the feast of feasts and the festival of festivals. And on it Christ is glorified unto all ages. Later on Sunday afternoon the faithful return for the warm and joyous Agape Vespers. This is truly a glorious service, for it represents the culmination of all that has gone before. There is no darkness in this service, only light, only joy, only the warmth and the love of true Christian fellowship. A gospel passage from St. John is read in many languages. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, even so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them, and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. If the long season of Lent is a journey, Agape Vespers is that time when we have arrived home, put on our comfortable shoes, and are basking in the warmth of our family and friends. For together we have arrived at our home. We stand at a fascinating time in human history. At the dawn of the 20th century, we were told that God was dead, that only the fittest survived, and that there was no life after this one. A century later, and scientists exploring consciousness tell us there is something more to life than what we see. We're a church that believes lex orandi est lex credendi. What we pray is what we believe. Now remember when we say believe, we're saying the, the Greek word for belief is pistis. What's the biblical Greek word for trust? Pistis. 
it's the same word. And so when we say the word of faith is a word of belief, it's, it's saying what we pray is what we trust in, what we trust our whole lives in. You know? And you think of those little games kids would play about trust me, trust me. Someone stands behind them and you know they tell you to fall backwards so you would get caught. That's the kind of trust we're supposed to have. That we're falling that way knowing that the Lord will catch us. You know? and, and many of us will fall back and hit our heads, but maybe that's what it looks like to, for the Lord to catch us so that we go to the next step in our journey in the way that He wants to lead us. But that kind of unconditional trust, moment by moment, as we say yes to Christ, moment by moment, it's that kind of, like we're all toddlers, we're all babies. And so when we say Christ is risen, we are like saying, I trust you, that there is more to life than what I see. There is more to life uh, and love than the failures I experience in my, in my reality now. But it is Pascha that gives significance and meaning to everything that occurred before that and seals the fact that this is Christ, the Son of the living God made flesh. The incarnation, the idea that God came to be one of us, that he was fully God and fully man, might seem bizarre and foreign to us. But why should the idea of being in communion with God be foreign to us? Perhaps because, prodigal children we are, we have strayed so far from God, His actions and ways of relating to us seem strange. As science comes up empty against the profound mystery of existence, it turns out the Church has understood all along that we see through a glass darkly, that it is we who are out of touch with truth, the reality that in Him we live and move and have our being for we are also his offspring. We are all prodigal children finding our way to our father's home. And it's that important. So if we don't, and so if we don't see this and think about it in our own lives, what's, the, what's this all about? Again, our, our faith is in vain. And it truly is what makes us Christians, that the central piece of the gospel preached from Pentecost to this very day is that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. He was the promised one, the Messiah that had been, everybody had been waiting for. And he was crucified, died, buried, and rose from the dead. And that's what you're believing in, that Jesus is the, is the Messiah, the promised Savior of the world. For now, we have come to the end of the Paschal journey. Yet for each of us, our voyage continues. How will our lives reflect what the Church teaches us is the meaning and purpose of life? Will we lay down our own lives? Will we take up our cross and follow? So in Christ, we receive this new identity. We have become a new people, a new creation. So this light given to us at the resurrection is a sign that we have this new life, this new reality within us. The Church teaches that Christ's death and resurrection opened the door for us. The Orthodox faith rejects Western notions of atonement, that Christ paid a debt to God the Father. In the West, and we have to be careful about generalizing, um, there seems to be 
an excessive attention given to the cross, to the death of Christ, because sin, the nature of sin, is conceived primarily as guilt, an offense to God, and a debt to God. Rather, it is the Father who, out of his infinite love for us, sent his Son, who also, out of love for us, showed us that to die is to live. To give up all that one has is to receive everything. Christ's submission to death is the perfect example, the model of how the universe works. We become whole when we give ourselves away. When we say Kyrie's Eleison, we're saying we are opening ourselves up to the loving, tender compassion of God that's still with us from the very beginning. To this kind of Elios is refers to God opening himself up from his guts to us. It's not just a, you know, a mighty master giving us scraps off the table. It's he guts himself, kind of kenosis, uh, to the depth of his uh, bowels. In, in the Greek, points to bowels. In the Aramaic, the, the Hebrew, points to womb. God guts himself from his womb for us. And so when you think about that and the incarnation, that God became human uh, uh, as an act of this tender, ongoing rush of love. God's a fool of love for us. And, and that, that's mind-blowing when you think about it. When Jesus says, I have come to bear witness to the Father, what kind of father does this? That he guts himself like this. And then Jesus does the same thing, and he hangs on the cross, and God dies on the cross. The second person of the Trinity, God dies on, on the cross. The Fathers tell us that we view our relationship with God in three phases. First, God is the master and we are the servants. We do His will reluctantly, out of fear of what will happen if we refuse. In the second phase, we see ourselves as employees. We no longer act out of fear, but rather out of self-interest. God will reward us handsomely if we do His will. In the final phase, as Christ showed us, we do God's will because of our deep love for Him. Nothing makes us happier than to do His will. That this Christ, who for our sake was crucified and suffered, assumed all the tragedy of the human condition upon Himself in order to destroy death. This Christ is whom we proclaim to the world. The Son of God made flesh. That's what the resurrection teaches us, that the, or, or bears witness. Not just the teaching here, but it's like showing us that the bonds of love are far stronger than the bonds of death. Does that make sense, the side of the grave? Most of the time, no. Christ embodied the path we are to follow by emptying himself. Who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. The moment that the Lord was made human, right, in, the, in that, that moment of conception, of the cosmos changed. Every electron, every, every string, <laughs> all the quarks, 
all the molecules, everything in creation changed because God became one with it in a way that while he permeated it with his presence before, it was something brand new by him joining us forever. And so when the Lord died, he took all of us with him. When he resurrected, he took all of us with him. We just need to say yes to that. As we grasp this fundamental truth, we enter into a new life. We experience the reality that saints and mystics have been telling us for millennia. By denying ourselves, taking up our cross, and following Christ, we overcome death as Christ has and gain eternal life. We participate in the burial, the passion, crucifixion of our Lord and his resurrection through our baptism. Every Orthodox Christian who is baptized participates in this saving event. In a sense, we are called daily to participate in the event of our Lord's passion and resurrection. In the sense that every day we are called to die to sin and to make more real the new life in us that Christ has given us. We all enter the tomb in small ways often in our lives. When life warrants that you walk through pain, you walk through your, your tombs, um, to know we're not alone and to know that, that we, what we do is we show up and we wait for God to do the rest with our hands open up eyes open. The, the ancient Oran's position, this is the prayer stance of the church, and we see it in our icons. The saints have both hands up, sometimes one hand up, they're holding a Bible or a cross of martyrdom. And the hands, when they're up, symbolize complete, utter surrender and offering of ourselves to God. That's how we enter our, to our tomb. And we wait, and we wait for God to carry us through. And, and I don't know how that happens, but it happens in our daily life in ways that um, uh, hopefully we come out better on the other side. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me.